What's up, everybody? Sean here with another Live to Roll Live. We're back this week um, talking about temperature regulation. We got changing of uh, seasons and stuff going on right now. It's pretty hot, but we're kind of going to start getting some cooler weather, so we're going to hit on both. We'll start with the hot, though. Uh, we'll do a few intros real quick. My name is Sean, C5, C6 quadriplegic from a snowboarding accident 17 and a half years ago. Um, Tom, let's just go around the circle. What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome back. I uh, got a new headset today, um, so hopefully I sound a little clearer and louder um, in case that was ever an issue. And um, yeah, I'm a C5, C6 quad uh, out here in Southern California uh, trying to survive this crazy heat. It's actually pretty nice weather today. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're talking about temperature regulation. Uh, and uh, toss it over to our other guest, Bobby, or our other host, sorry. <clears throat> Not a problem, Tom, man. Uh, hey, what's up, everyone? Bobby Rohan here, C5, C6. Yeah, great topic today, not only in the sense of overheating, but a lot of us are always cold. So we're gonna talk about regulating that temperature and what to do and all those tips and tricks that we've learned over the years and hopefully you can give us some of your tips and tricks. And I wanna pass it over to a great friend of mine, a, I call him my pandemic uh, COVID <laughs> friend, because we met during the pandemic, never met in person, but he lives in Canada. We work out all the time together. My main man, Paul, what's up, Paul? Hey, Rod gang, uh, great to be here. Um, yeah, my name's Paul, I'm a C56 squad as well. 37 years post motor vehicle crash, uh, coming from Saskatchewan, Canada. Summer up here too, so we got some nice heat going on, although we got a nice cool rain happening today. But yeah, looking forward to getting into the chat today. This is awesome. Honored to be here. And I just yeah, want to say, you. between the four of us, the C5, C6 quads, I think we got close between like 70 and 80 years of quadriplegic experience under our belts between the four of us. So I think that's pretty amazing and pretty like awesome. Like yeah. we really got the quad squad on here today. So if any quadriplegics, um, you know, have any really specific questions or anything they want to know, like this is uh, definitely the show to ask. Yeah, because um, that's uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, that's for sure. That's and awesome. uh, Paul, friend of the show, um, some like a really amazing, awesome guy. We really appreciate you being here um, with us today to uh, share your knowledge and experience. Thanks, Tom. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, Sean, do you want to maybe get us started off on uh, today's topic? Yeah, so we'll start out with the heat side. Um, and then maybe let's get into... Do you want to do some of the technical stuff first, and then we'll get into kind of how we um, all deal with the stuff? Or like, yeah, yeah do you sure. want to talk about how it affects quads or why it affects us? Yeah, yeah so um, it's, I mean, any, any quad or um, high-level para knows um, temperature uh, can be difficult to deal with post-injury. And it's really only, um, I mean, from what I've read online and researched before the show, it's high T's and like anybody in the cervical region, um, you know, any quad um, essentially, and then some high level paras. And basically it has to do with the interruption in our, our neural pathways. You know, when we get the spinal cord injury, our brain can't communicate to our body. Now, similarly, when our skin, you know, we start to feel cold or hot, it starts to send signals to our brain and those signals can't reach our hypothalamus the region of our brain that controls that um 
you know, the temperature regulation. So like when we get hot, um, our blood vessels will dilate. When we get cold, our blood vessels will constrict. We don't have that natural response. Similarly with, with like sweating, we don't get that um, signal from our brain to signal our skin to create the condensation to help us to cool down. Um, it's just because the wires that connect our body to our brain are messed up and the uh, signals, the messages just can't reach. So that's the why. They're just messed and up. And now they're just messed up and they're broken. The connections are broken. Um, it's funny. I went and spoke to a school. I spoke to like, it was K through five about uh, disability and spinal cord injury. And I was presented with like talking to kids about spinal cord injury. I wanted to explain what it was in some detail, but you know, they are kids. And that was like the analogy that I've like read online and came up with. It's it like, works. our wires, our wires are broken, you know, like our broken. wires connect the body to our brain and some of them are messed up and the message, you know, when our body can't talk to our brain vice versa, you know? Um, but that's basically what's going on. So now let's get into how we can manage that, how we regulate that, uh, when our brain can't instruct our body to do that. All right, cool. Yeah. So let's get to do it. Um, let's start off with let, as quads, let's say initially to start what your kind of comfortable temperature is. Cause I think we're a little bit different than the AB or a lot of people. And then let's, we'll also get into, um, how you, uh, cool down when you start to, when it is really hot out. So for me, I'll, I'll just kick it off and then pass it along to you guys. Um, so yeah. for me, I'm actually comfortable at like 78, 80 degrees, like, like maybe, maybe 75 with no breeze. <laughs> um, but I like it a little bit warm typically. So for me, like that is just personally how I'm comfortable. Um, and I actually, so in the summer I do heat up crazy though. So the problem is trying to find that balance. Like Tom was saying, our signals aren't working, things aren't happening, we're not sweating to cool down. Um, so for me, I always have fan, I have fans in all my rooms because fans for me are the best thing. I can, ha if it's 80, even 85 with a fan, I can typically handle that temperature. Um, I actually have more trouble when it's like 100 degrees outside and the AC is cranking inside and it gets down to like that 70, 75 and that really cold AC air is hitting me, that gives me the chill. Like, you'll, it'll be 100 out, outside, and I'll be sitting in my couch, like, cold, like, <laughs> because trying to, like, keep my face warm. <laughs> um, yeah. Because, like, it's, it's cold from the AC. But I can't turn the AC off, because then it will get too hot inside, and I will overheat <laughs> at a point. So it's, it really is trying to find that, that, that fine line and that balance. Um, so for me, yeah, I'm typically, I'm comfortable at like 80 degrees. So like a lot of times um, people around me are hot. So I have to either suck it up and be a little cold to make everybody else more comfortable or just make sure I wear something a little bit warmer, even if it's warm out. I, I don't know. It's a, <laughs> that's a rough one. But um, so yeah, let's pass it along. Uh, who wants to go next? Bobby, you want to go? Let's uh, send. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, let's uh, maybe send it to Paul, our guest. Oh, yeah, uh, let's go. Paul, who lives in Canada, doesn't deal with it <laughs> as much. Yeah, <laughs> but AEC, I hate AC. Like I, I, same as you, Sean, I love the, I love the heat. And if there's a, some humidity with that heat, then that's that's nice too. I 
Uh, I just yeah. love that. But if you're working out and stuff, then that's when I find I got to keep it a little bit cooler. And that's uh, not not cold, though. Like, I was out biking last night, and it was probably 75, 76 out, and it was just perfect, you know, when I'm actually moving. But, yeah, just to be comfortable, same, same as you, Sean. I, I like it a little bit warmer, a little bit on the warmer side. And the people I live with don't like that too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's typical for yeah <laughs> um but yeah that's um, what i was gonna say on the working out thing that really affects me as well too if i'm even my chair and even just pushing around even if I'm not working out i'm typically a little bit warmer than if i'm sitting in my couch or something relaxing and my body's fully kind of relaxed and calm nothing's moving i get much cooler in that setting so or laying down that's right or, or laying yeah yeah for sure yeah, Bobby, when uh, you uh, uh, pop up, like come onto the show, like straight from the workout, like you look all, all hot, heated up from moving your body. Yeah. I mean, that's so I, I'm I'm a little bit on the I like it on the warmer side, about three or four notches above Sean. I'm 82 to 85. Uh, I like the warmth. I can sit out in the sun a lot, a lot longer than most quads my my level. I don't, I don't overheat as quick. And it's, it's that balancing point. It's like, it's warm, it's warm. It feels great. It feels great. And it's too hot. And now, you know, if I I get way too hot, because let's just say I'm out pushing my chair or running errands and that short time that you're in your car, the air conditioning just wasn't enough. Then it's, then it's like, okay, I got to cool myself down with cold water. And Moving to my uh, bathroom where the sink is and put my head under the sink, it pretty much can take care of it within a few minutes. Um, But I like it on the warmer side. I am not a fan person unless maybe after a workout, then I can use the fan for 20 minutes. But typically, I am not a person who likes fans. Anything blowing on me, like the fans or air conditioning, it just... It, it's almost like pins and needles hitting my neck or my arms. It's just like, oh, so we don't have air conditioning where I live. And it's typically you need it maybe 14 days out of the year. And so for my wife, she needs the fan on. And it's just like in the morning, you know, she lays the remote on her side and I have the remote on my side. So it's the fan is going on, off, on, off, on, <laughs> you know? So we, we typically like, uh, we'll fight through it in the night, but it just, it's just like, okay, you can turn it off. And then when I need it, I'll turn it on. And we've kind of have a, a routine how we do it. So it just, it works out. So, you know, I, I just typically like it on the warmer side. I don't like a lot of blowing air on me. Um, I, you know, going to Vegas, let's say, so everybody's been to Vegas here, right? And yeah. Vegas is. No, hot I've actually never outside. been. What? Tom? Oh my gosh, we got. I'm going. For, I'm going for my birthday in a couple weeks. <laughs> All right. Okay. Good. Happy pre-birthday Vegas style. So, I I hate the insides of casino, and I love the outdoors. So it's just like I'll be gambling for a while, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I gotta go outside and sit out in the heat for about 20 minutes, and then go back inside. So, yeah. So, Bobby, I was going to say, I was in Vegas uh, in the end of July for the rugby tournament. We were out there, 
Same thing. Yeah. It was 115 degrees most of the days. So hot outside, like unbearable. But it was also unbearable for me to be in the casino for more than like, you know, a few hours. So I would, I'm back and forth. Like every time I start to get cold, like, yeah. okay, I'm cold. I go sit in the unbearable heat for a few, <laughs> like warm my body back up. Okay. Back to the cold of the casino. Like yeah. it was just like, yeah, the, the, it's hard. And, Vegas in the summer is hard for quads for yeah. us. And, and, and typically we are it's so cold and then it gets so hot. Like it's that temperature difference. There's such extremes and yeah. I, I hate it can, yeah, it, it, and obviously it can wear you out when you're trying to deal with being cold, then too hot and then too cold, then too hot. It, it's surprisingly that it can wear you out so fast. And so like, there's typically times I'll go to Fresno and Fresno is kind of like uh, Vegas. It's hot outside. So my sister, I, She's got the air conditioning on all day and it's just like so when i go and it's 100 degree 110 outside i have a sweatshirt with me and she's just yeah. like how do you have a yeah. sweatshirt on and i'm like it's cold in your house i just you know unless i can sit outside <laughs> yeah. and so i'll get on her patio and just sit out there and bake until like it's like breaking point and then i go in i'm like ah oh. and i can be in there an hour comfortably yeah um, uh, i'm a i'm a turtle like that too. Like I can sit and bake in the sun, like for you know I can just sit out there all day and bake in the sun, um, and I like I love it. That was my favorite thing, and I would do that all my life. You know, growing up in the Bay Area, like the fog would break at like eleven o'clock, and I'd be outside in the sunshine, soaking up as much as I could. Um, but I bear the cold a lot better than I do the heat. Like I can bear the cold. Like I can bundle up. I can weather it, my, my body can take it, um, but if I get overheated, I shut down instantaneously. Um, and it happens pretty quick for me. Um, when I'm cool, like I can sit and bake in the sun, but it's just like you, Bobby, you know, and I mean, everybody, I'm sure, once you get to that tipping point, um, like it's just zero to 100, like I'm okay, and then I'm not, I'm dizzy, I'm nauseous, I'm disoriented. These are the symptoms that come along with overheating. Um, and I I need help usually. Like if I'm by myself, I can get inside, uh, pull my shirt off, grab a ice cold water bottle, like pour it over my head, hop in front of the fan and the AC and just, you know, try to cool my body down. But it's like, I got to get cold right now. Like if like I feel like I'm not going to be able to, you know, handle like handle it. Um, and it's pretty scary for me. Overheating is, ugh, I hate it. Yeah. Um, Dude, that happened to me fast like that when I was first hurt, the first, you know, five, even 10 years. But now I seem to be able to handle the heat a little better. And I do overheat, but it doesn't hit me like it used to. Like the way you described the way it hits you, that's exactly what would happen to me. I would be just done. Yeah. Um, but now it's not, it doesn't hit me quite like that anymore. Well, and, and Tom, you I, live in a pretty severe spot. And I know in my younger days, I lived out by you. And I, I don't I didn't mind it at all. And I loved it. I love that heat, especially going to Cal State Northridge. It was just awesome to hang out there because it was hot always. And now I move towards the beach, I go up there and I'm just like, whew, it is hot up here. It is. Yeah, it is not fun to live in the valley anymore. Yeah, you got used to the beach weather. <laughs> and the way that I survive, and this is really how you handle it uh, for anybody out there, like, okay, like, 
there's the issue of overheating, but how do you deal with it, right? Preparation mm -hmm. is key. Prepare, prepare, prepare. If I mean, I take public transportation most places, um, and because I don't drive, like that's my uh, the way that I independently travel. Um, but it, if I'm during the summer, that's really tough, and I gotta know, like. I got my app tracking the bus so like I can go out there five minutes before the bus gets there rather than, you know, 10 or 15 minutes as I usually do to give it some cushion because I'm not, I just not, I can't afford to sit out there in the heat. You know, I bring two water bottles, like make sure they're both cold straight from the fridge. Um, and like caffeine is always something that I forget about, like, because I'm drinking extra water to usually keep my body cool. But when my bladder fills up, the first like, um, symptom of like just reflexing and hypertension for me is like overheating like i'll start to get warm and when i'm outside overheating already like it's, it's extreme you know like it's a like compounding effect so i gotta be very mindful of my bladder and um just make sure wherever i'm going it's got good ac like i gotta know my destination i gotta know reliably wherever i'm gonna be ending up like i'm gonna have access to you know ac and um you know some cool drink at least so preparation is key for me how about you guys uh, tom well let me ask you tom so okay. I, you're probably and, and even sean i know sean is probably a big advocate of this and when he plays sports but so are you carrying around a spray bottle with you you know i i used to i don't anymore uh, why don't i i sometimes i will i have a fan with like a little mister um that i keep in my bag sometimes but I found, and I mean, it sounds funny, but I just use a water bottle. Like I will take my cold water bottle and just lift it up over my face and like drip water onto my forehead and my face. And it drips down into my t-shirt and like kind of soaks like the collar of my shirt. You know, I'll wet my head under my hat um, or I'll have someone pour the water on my head for me and kind of like rub it into my hair. And then I'll put my hat on and... Um, I found that that is as simple, you know, simpler and as effective for me. But I really do advocate spray bottles because it creates this fine mist, kind of like sweat. And that's what you're looking for is the condensation effect on your skin. You know, it's moisture that's pulling heat and it's evaporating. And that evaporation yeah. is actually creating cooler cool. temperature effect on your skin. And that's like helping cool your body temperature down. And you want to cool your extremities, your hands, your feet, your neck, your armpits, like inside yeah. your thighs. Yeah, and that's like the like egg spots. Yeah, artificial sweat. That's just the artificial sweat bottle. But that yeah. works great for me as a sweat bottle. And exactly like you said, just kind of that where you have your regular sensation or it's kind of the normal sensation. If I can get that stuff wetted down and then a little cool breeze, then I could be able to whatever temperature, it doesn't matter. So yeah, that works really, really well. Yeah, the spray, so for me, I do the same thing with the bottle most of the time, Tom. Like I'll spray it right around my collar here, down my neck right on the collar here, and then same thing under my hat a little bit. But when I'm playing sports, working out, I never not have that spray bottle back there. That's why I brought it out to set it there. That's a new one I just got this last year. It's got like a directional nozzle you can point. So I can like have it on my lap and like it's it's spraying up. So I can literally just sit it on my lap and spray a mist up at my face and neck. Like it's pretty amazing. Um, and then another tool that I have you, back there, which I can grab. Sean, and it's super Sean do you want to 
Sean, do you want to explain where you got that and where you can find that in any department so, store? Um, I used to buy them from Home Depot all the time in the spray, like in the gardening section because they have gardening ones, but they're a little bit bigger. And then I started going on Amazon and I found some ones for that were kind of cheap, but I actually went through a couple of those they broke. They were only like, like $12, I think, to buy. That one was almost $30 to buy. So I spent a little bit more, but the, it's a little more compact. It's shorter than the ones you buy at Home Depot. Um, uh, and it's made by Solo. So S-O-L-O. Um, it's the brand name. I don't know much else about it. Can you grab um, it and show it to us? Yeah. So. Here, let me. Uh, so Solo is the brand there. But you see how the, 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 the nozzle is directional and it has this little cup here too. So if you like, I'll do it like this actually. And you can do like a very light spray so that it just kind of barely comes out. Oops, that was a bigger spray. It's got a lot of pressure in it. If it doesn't have much pressure, you can fill that cup up and like pour it, which is like another thing I've done. Uh, but yeah, so you can, um, it, it's, this are thing's your, awesome. So are like your electronics okay? You're giving me anxiety, Sean. Yeah, we're, we're all good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this thing, and then as a quad, I can pump it myself. I just have to push. It's got a lot of pressure already, but I can push down that lever on my lap. It's hard to do it while I'm holding it. But um, yeah, something like this is really good. That thing cost me 30 bucks. So it's a little bit more than, than like the cheaper, cheaper ones. But it's, I actually saw it. Those are the ones that Triumph has. At all the Triumph Foundation events, we have, there's a bunch of those we have. And so after using them at one of the events, I was like, this thing's way better than the ones I've been buying. So I just upgraded it to that thing, and it's a way nice. big game changer. Um, and then another thing I use for sports and rugby especially is a Mission Enduro cooling towel. They're like one of those towels you wet, and then you can like snap and they I evaporate. actually have one right here on my desk. Let me see if I can grab it. Yeah, if you can grab, it. I, I couldn't actually yeah. find mine. It was in the drawer. It's a, I yeah. sport, it's a sports uh, sports towel. Yeah, yeah. And basically, it has like little holes in it that holds water. And man, the thing is freaking amazing. Yeah, they're really cool. And I actually bought one. I had the regular towel. I bought one that's a hood. It's a hood with shoulder flaps. So like after a rugby, if I'm heating up, wet it, put it over my head. I'm like Darth Maul. Like got this like whole like. Like cool, like it, it's cool and it cools my shoulder, neck, and head everywhere I need it, you know. So it's just really helpful. But um, just a regular towel works awesome too, though. This yeah, is, there you go. Uh, I don't know if you can see, but it looks kind of meshy up close. Like there's little holes in it. Um, but basically, you dunk this towel in ice water and it holds on to a lot of the water and you wrap that sucker around your head or your neck or you put it on your head. Oh my goodness, like it really, really works. It doesn't even have to be ice water. Out. It can be just room temperature just water. Just regular water. It'll cool. And it'll feel like it'll super cool. Oh yeah, for sure. It'll yeah. have a lot. Do um, you guys have any other like little um, tools or things you guys go while you're following? Ice, baby. I will eat ice chips. I found that trick when I was younger. I would uh, get a little overheated, you know, outside, like horsing around my brother in the middle of the summer and I would come in like feeling really uncomfortable, really bad. And the quickest way I got down other than was like hopping in like a cold shower um, or a cold bath uh, was I would eat some ice chips and I would like just get crushed ice from the refrigerator and just 
mow down, you know, a cup of ice. And by the time I got to the bottom, I mean, I'd have to pee and then I'd feel <laughs> a lot cooler. Um, but like putting the, um, you know, I would swallow as many of the little chips as I could, you know, so like the ice would be in my belly. And I feel like it would just kind of cool me down from the inside out. Um, but yeah, drinking cool liquid and yeah, ice. If you, you know, like ice chips. That'd be my so that, so other thinking about, thinking about ice. So I find that if my, so once I get my head wet, okay, so now that's healthy. But then I, I know I, I'm going to need additional or sometimes at a sporting event, uh, if we're playing sports and I know my head's wet. There's only so much water you can throw. So I'll put ice on uh, and my pressure points uh, right at my thumb area. So I'll just put it right here. And it's a it's a pressure point to cool you down, and it's it's not like gonna go snap your you're cooling down, but just somebody told me about it. I think a chiropractor, and you know. So now when I'm just got my head wet, I kind of put my hand or put ice there, or put my hands in uh, ice cold water, and it's just like oh, thank you. Okay, yeah, cool yeah, tip. I never knew that. I gotta try that. Yeah, yeah. ice cold water works, and the spray bottle is what I use. And if I'm in a place that I can, I would laying down helps, you know, just laying down and just, just breathing and, uh, you know, a cold towel or something on my head, and, but you have to have a place in time for that one. <laughs> so I have I'd a like question to... for you guys. Uh, Go ahead. Or, okay, well, this is um, on the laying down thing. So this actually goes for the hot and cold. I was actually going to bring this up for the cold later, but for hot, do you guys, if you've been out in the day, say you've been all day hot you're, you've been out in the heat not able to cool down much you're maybe spraying cooling down a little bit but your body temperature is probably pretty elevated throughout the day and you can feel your legs are hot like they're warm like your legs are physically warm to the touch when you lay down like do you get a little bit after laying down do you start to heat up even more or do you does it immediately cool you because for me i actually heat up extreme like i'll get like a crazy heat like where i can't like it's like unbelievable and then like it takes me like an hour or two to cool down when i lay down after a really hot day like, you are describing me last night and the night before <laughs> and every other night um when i i gotta turn on my air conditioning before I start to transfer, because I know that as soon as I transfer, I'm out of my chair and horizontal, like I'm gonna feel hot, like my body gets like flushed, it's so weird. And I don't know, I don't think it's from transferring because I'll transfer during the day um, and I won't get the same overheating. Um, but, or in the morning, like I won't be overheated after I transfer in my chair. Uh, I don't feel like that same heat, like the same flush. But um, Caitlin gets it too, so I don't know. Um, yeah, if it's like a quad thing, that's me. See, like, I'll never, get cold yeah. after like halfway through the night. Once I get through the overheat, like I'll cool down. My body relaxes. I'm laying down, and then I'll get cold. So it's like this extreme, like it's like this big arc. Like I go from this like way overheat to way cooling down, and I need to find the blanket now. Like it's like. It, and then when you wake up in the morning, are you cold still, or are you hot? I'll tip, I'm typically cold at first, and then once I start moving, I warm up a little bit. So one thing I heard, and I don't know if this is true or not, maybe Tom uh, can knows on some of the technical stuff, but I actually heard that it's because 
our circulation isn't as very good, so the blood pools in our leg a little bit. Like, and so some of the like you're you, you're having some blood just kind of stay in your feet and legs. It doesn't circulate through your body as well. So that's like maybe warmer like than the rest of your core body temperature and the, like so once I don't know that's what I heard from I saw some somebody said something about that that like it kind of once it all your body like you lay flat and it makes it so it can like get back once, into your system once the blood bag gets all mixed up then you're a little bit warmer <laughs> then you warm back up right because that hot blood is getting into your system and it's warming you up through your core I don't know if it's true but. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what I what I think you mm. I think you're probably onto something. I think it probably does have to do with um, you know, circulation and you know, like how um your body's blood pressure, you know, like I know when I lay down like my blood pressure changes, my heart mm. rate changes. So the rate at which like the blood is being circulated through my body changes. Um, you know, and definitely like you lay down, you know, your feet like elevate and stuff. Um, you know, it will bring blood back to, you know, other parts of your body. Which I certainly, I think, certainly can have an effect, but I don't really know any the science behind it, so um, I'm not gonna claim claim that. Um, but I did want to ask: uh, we got like 16, 17 people um, watching. Do you guys have any tips or tricks um, for staying cool, um, or any experiences you want to share? Um, you know, having to deal with temperature. One thing that I do like to, the story I like to tell is: be mindful of your clothes. Be mindful of your wheelchair. Um, you know, black, dark colors absorb and retain heat really, really well. Um, you know, if it's a hot day, wear white reflective material. It will help keep you cooler. Um, I, when I was younger, I was like, I think nine or 10 years old, it was 4th of July weekend. And my parents, we went out of the county to get some fireworks. And my, we took the work truck and I was using a manual chair um, more full time back then. And my dad put it in the back of his work truck bed. And it was middle of July, 115 degrees. And we drove an hour in the heat. And then they transferred me into this all black manual wheelchair. And within mm -hmm. 10 minutes, like the heat transfer that occurred, like I was dying. And I mean, I was literally, by the time we got home, I was non-responsive. I was so dizzy, like out of it, like not, I couldn't even communicate. Uh, my mom and dad, they tossed me into a bathtub and my dad grabbed the ice tub in the fridge and poured it into the tub and like we just cooled me down as quick as possible. Um, but I always want to tell people live in hot areas, be mindful of that. Your wheelchair is going to soak up a lot of heat and hold on to a lot of it. So that may be something you need to do is get out of your chair. Um, you know, if like it's been outside and your chair is hot, because it's going to be a heat sink that's feeding back a lot of that heat. Um, and also, also it can be a burn spot. So some people yeah. don't think about when you get into a swimming pool to get your either your chair in shade, tip it upside down, protect your cushion. cover with a couple towels. Yeah, couple towels. Make sure that your footrest doesn't get too hot. Because some, a lot of us get out of the pool, we might not be wearing shoes, and you touch those hot surfaces. And, and some people don't even think they get on the side of the pool or put their arm up on the side yeah. of the pool without getting it wet first. And then all of a sudden they're like, 
where did that burn spot come from? And it's I got third degree know, burns got, on the bottom of my feet getting out of a pool in the Mojave Desert, and I put my feet on some yeah. tile, and my legs were dancing. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I was like, oh shit, my feet are burning. I have blisters all on the bottom of my feet, dude. It was gnarly. Damn. Well, yeah. that's it, and that's a really good point. Even about the black and the cushions and stuff. Like uh, back years ago, I had a Rojo cushion that I didn't have a cover on. And I got a, I burnt the side of my leg sitting in, I was sitting in my chair on the cushion and yeah. it was the heat from that at a football game. And I came home and I had a, a burn mark on the side of my leg because it was so hot. Yeah. So, yeah. Even when you're, if, you know, putting your arm out the window or something, if you can't feel that the metal on your vehicle. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. really good points too. Um, heat pads. Chair, um, you know, cold packs, like freezer burn and stuff is like a real thing. Um, you got to be really careful with ice packs and stuff. If you put them on like locations below your level of injury, you know, like five minutes, you got to move them. You know, you can't like just let it sit there and, you know, freeze all those cells and, you know, kill them. Um, yeah, you got to be really hot. mindful of that. <laughs> yeah, just because you feel hot. So the number one. Mean... <laughs> yeah. yeah. The number one burn mark, though, I do notice that I hear from. Most all people uh, paralyzed because it happens to all of us because we don't feel the legs is computer burns. And that has nothing to do with the heat outside. It just has people put their laptops on their lap and start working away or, or, yeah. you know, being on the internet and all of a sudden that battery underneath gets hot. And all of a sudden people are like, oh my gosh, I got a burn. How do, oh, it's the computer. Yeah. Same thing yeah. if you're a new injury, same thing with hot food. If you have a hot cup, a hot dish, a hot anything, be careful if it's on your lap or anything around. Like, because even if there's a spill on you, the bottom of the plate, things are hot. And I made that mistake early on too, not really understanding or realizing. So, so I got yeah, a question always... for... Go ahead. Sorry, I got a question for you guys. What was, what was your body regulation or your body temperature like before you were hurt? Like before I was hurt, I was always hot. Like I, I mean, I've, I, I live in a cold, cold climate, but before I was hurt, um, I would in the, in the middle of winter and it would be, you know, well below freezing and I'd sleep with the window open. But now that after, after I was injured, everything just flipped completely on its head. That's the exact opposite. It's like that thermostat got stuck on the yeah. other end. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, uh, you know, I think I was the the same as I am now. I liked it on the hotter side. I I came from a racing background of bicycles, running, and the hotter, the faster I go, the better my body felt. I just liked it warm. My body performed better in the warm. It does not perform in the cold, and we'll talk about the cold soon. But that's where I can like talk all day of just how miserable I am. Uh, of just being cold. Um, I don't remember, honestly, Paul. I was injured so young at four. Um, I uh, wasn't really thinking about how my body was responding to temperature too much uh, in my, uh, you know, toddler years. But, um, I, you know, I grew up um, in the Bay Area. So, I don't know. I got very accustomed to the cold. 
Uh, I think that's why I can bear the cold better. It's just because I was forced to get up and go to school on a lot of rainy, foggy mornings, you know, yeah. and like I just learned to like suffer and like with it, and, like suffer through it. Um, and my body just like learned to deal with it better. Um, whereas like the hot, like, um, I don't know, I've always had a pretty extreme reaction to it. Um, but, you know, I've been injured for all my life. So I think that's probably the reason. But I just started yeah. to sweat recently, not because of temperature, um, but because my body just decided to change and go crazy. <laughs> but I'm sweating for the first time in my life, uh, which is a trip. And it's really weird. And it's not, it's unfortunately not when I'm hot. Um, you know, it's being triggered by dysreflexia and stuff, but I just did want to talk about like that experience of like feeling sweat on your skin. Like, um, it's pretty weird. Uh, and it's honestly super uncomfortable. So, um, if the guys that don't have it, don't, uh, uh take it for granted too much because it's going to come back. If it does, it's a pain in the ass. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I definitely don't like getting any AD sweats or anything during, like if I'm already hot and overheating, it's like so uncomfortable. Oh, that's, that's um, but uh, on my, oh, real quick for me, I've always been like skinny. I was always like a thinner built dude. So I think I was always kind of like Bobby. Like I liked it a little warmer, maybe not quite to the extreme I am now, but uh, I, I think I liked it a, like, yeah, not too cold. I, I've always been kind of a chunky boy, skinny. so maybe that's why I uh, <laughs> struggle. <laughs> yeah, I've always been really thin built. So I think when you're thin, like, you know, you don't have that extra meat to keep you warm. Yeah. Uh, but um, so if you want, we can start to kind of shift to cool now. We've got a little. Yeah, let's talk about the, it. You know, real, real quick, let's answer uh, Mason up. He uh, he was asking about uh, spilling hot coffee on you. And, you know, that is people carry hot coffee on their lap. I don't know why they would carry it or you're just drinking it and you got quad hands, it's gonna spill. So the number one advice I have for anybody who spills anything hot on their chest, their lap, get out of those clothes, get that clothes away from you. So trying to pull your shirt away from your chest or pull your pants or anything away because it will simmer there. So the best yeah. advice I have is, is either get now cold water and pour it on your lap or your chest, or just get that clothing away from you if you can. Yeah. yeah Luckily, I've never had any too bad of lap burns, thankfully. I, I was, what's, what's your story, Paul? Tell us about it. It was my sister, she was showing me the kettle. There was something in the bottom of the kettle, and she comes over, what is this in the kettle? And she bends over and pours the oh kettle my. on my leg yeah oh, she's wow. still i still love it but yeah, yeah that was exactly, exactly like bobby said i mean i was beeline to the bedroom and got my pants off as quick as possible but it still there was it was a burn mark and you know it would take so much longer for um for it to heal. you know just because yeah. of the circulation and stuff there was um uh I was getting, I was using my bank over here in uh, the valley and there was a homeless woman outside the bank and she asked me if I would go into McDonald's for her because I guess they like said that they wouldn't let her inside. And I don't know, she looked like she was having some mental health issues. I was like, sure. Um, I was like, I'll go buy you some breakfast. It was morning time. 
And I went over and I bought like a breakfast and a coffee and I was crossing the street to go back to her, but it was McDonald's coffee. And I mean, I swear I should sue him probably. I went down a curb cutout and my hand, my pinky and my ring finger, I cannot feel. And it was sitting on top of that coffee and I hit that curb cutout and some coffee spilt out of the lid. And I didn't have a choice because I couldn't let go of the cup. And I knew I was probably getting burned but I just crossed the street and I gave the lady her food and the coffee and I looked at my hand and my pinky and my ring finger. I mean, I still have the scars like we're like just sitting there boiling in that coffee. And I was like, oh, man, I was like, that's what you get for trying to be a good person, Thomas. But uh, I was like, freaking McDonald's, dude, they should not be able to make their coffee that hot. Like, they should not. It should be illegal. It's crazy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, like coffee, dude, that's, that's, that is crazy. I know they've already had some issues with that. So, yeah, uh, for me, so I've luckily, like I said, thankfully I've never really burnt my lap real bad. I've gotten, I had a hot plate where it kind of made me spasm a little bit, but it didn't really left like a light mark, nothing really, but my fingers and even my forearm, I actually right here set my, um, hand on a fajita plate, like first year of injury at, uh, El Torito. We got, they brought out the hot fajita plate. But I didn't even put my hand on. I was like leaning on the table, or whatever. Didn't even realize that my hand shot back at me. I was like, "What the hell was that?" And I looked down, and it was just charred, like just this section. Like, yeah, I didn't even real. Like, yeah. So I've done a lot of stupid stuff like that, and then eating food just burnt. So my fingertips have been burnt extensively. Um, I, I got a burn on the side of my hand anymore. right now from taking a piece of pizza out of my toaster oven. Yeah, dude, it still happens. <laughs> uh, it still happens, that's, that's but at life. least. I think we're better at it now. You at least are more conscientious and like kind of yeah. can prevent it, but sometimes it's hard. So, yeah. Well, let's um, segue to uh, cold management. I grew up in a cold area, so I will tell you the best solution for like if you're cold is radiant heat of some variety. And I'm not mm. talking about like an electric heater. Like you need radiant heat to oh, warm you your body. Oh, um, and I was fortunate enough to grow up, like we had a fireplace in our house and my dad kept that sucker going for me during all winter long. Um, and I would sit there and bake in front of that. Or the sunshine was like my other next best source of radiant heat. And even if it felt like the air was cool outside, as long as I can get in the sun and feel like the heat of the sun on my skin, I would be okay. Um, but otherwise I'll be wrapped up, blanketed up, big jackets, covering up my ears, covering up my neck. Um, I just like what Sean, you know, did earlier. Like I pull my shirt up and like breathe into my shirt because my breath is hot. And like, I would just like yep. keep my face warm like that, you know? Um, and that was me when I was a kid and I would do this thing where I would put my hands on my ears, um, if I was cold. I, I do like that all the time. I still do that. Yeah. I still do that. And I don't, I um, was, I went uh, to like an adaptive ski thing one time and this volunteer, Trey, um, who was helping me out, his brother was a quad and he said his brother did that his whole life too. So I don't know if it's a quad thing, but when I couldn't well, have my hands on my know, ears, what, what is, what is a quad thing? So not only your hands on your ears and you said breathing into your shirt, when you sleep, do you have to sleep with the covers over your head? Oh yeah, over my face. I, I have over to the wrap face. my head up. 
I sleep with like no blanket except for like over my head and my neck. It's the weirdest thing. I have my uh that's what yeah when it once it gets cold i at least have to have the sheet over my head like that sometimes it's too hot for the comforter but yeah in the winter like i at least have the sheet fully over my face and head like yeah exactly and then i stick with a like a heat bag i got a, a wheat bag a bag full of wheat throw it in the microwave three minutes three minutes and 33 seconds in the microwave and then wrap that sucker around lay yeah. it on my neck or I'm either sleeping with it or even during the day. Um, that is um, one of the best, most amazing feelings and solutions to being cold as well. Um, Caitlin has a couple of those, and I have one that my mom made me. And basically, it's just like a little pillow. My mom did flaxseed. Um, you could do wheat. You could do flaxseed. You could do beans. Um, like Google it. Uh, Google like microwavable heat pillow. And they're really easy to make if you have like you know any sewing experience. But you can also purchase them online, and you pop that sucker in the microwave for you know three minutes and pull it out. And the next half an hour, you have this like incredible source of radiant heat that just yeah. like soaks into your body. Like it's really, really it's uh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I don't find the sand ones work quite as well, but uh, the other ones and the ones I've got are they're about five inches wide and anywhere from 12 to 20 inches long and then they just wrap around your neck really nice yeah that's uh i'll have to maybe go grab mine in a minute because it's right here um the other thing like in a similar vein this is only really if you have a caregiver or a family member that could do it for you um because quad i can't imagine a quad doing this but like a hot water bottle is like similar vein if you um, you know, get some hot water, fill up one of those like hot water bottles, like people used to sleep with back in the day, you know, by their feet and under their blankets and stuff. It's all kind of in the similar vein, but the convenient thing about the heat pillows is like, I can put it in the microwave myself and you know, it's not any hot water or, you know, anything like that. Um, so no mess. Uh, they can burn you though. And here's yeah. the thing, just like, um, with ice packs, you know, and like dangerous on areas you can't feel. If you use a heat pad, if you use a heat blanket, if you use a heating pillow, you need to make sure that you're protecting yourself um, and you're not leaving it on areas that you can't feel for too long because even low grade, you know, heat burns can occur overnight, you know, from heating pads and stuff that. like that. Um, it doesn't take like... Even if it's not doesn't burn you right away, even if it feels good right away, you leave it on the same spot. Those cells cannot take that kind of temperature, you know, on the surface for that long. After a couple hours, you're gonna experience the same kind of burns as you would normally, and um, they can be pretty debilitating if they yeah, occur. Yeah, that's what like the electric blankets or like a little yeah. electric heating pad. Um, I've burnt See, myself with those. You gotta be really careful. So I know a lot of people yeah. that have burnt themselves with either heating pads, heating blankets, whatever. Just especially when people try to sleep with them. Like yeah. that's one thing that I I I don't do and I wouldn't suggest anybody do just because like Tom said, it's dangerous. You could definitely you can burn yourself. We can like we can't feel it yeah. if it's on your leg, even if it's so not you, extreme yeah. heat, that over time it's I, going to burn you. So so I, I knew somebody that burned his butt. I knew somebody who burned his butt so bad from a heating blanket because he rolled over on it and just didn't realize it. And one of our quad bug, uh, buddies, uh, Sean, that year ago, 
and it just oh man to see the pictures and the burn it was just oh just so not worth it i can't even imagine on your butt that would be the hardest thing to like that's like a pressure sore you like a huge like it'd be so hard to heal they kind of weep like that and yeah but then i've got a an electric heating blanket like kind of a smaller one and i forget what brand it is but it won't heat up it won't overheat and it, it'll shut off it's kind of got a timer thing on it I was saying, ones really with the timers good. are good if you have ones with even like an automatic timer or ones you can just set the timer just so you never go over a couple hours maybe like i, I think and this one are... won't get so hot that it would burn you it would never get that hot that's um, good yeah so, and um, I have and to really, say this just, really, just because my dad is an electrical contractor and he's put the fear of God into me with electrical fires. Maybe have an electrician check out your outlets and stuff if you plan yeah. on using a heat blanket at night because electrical fires are one of the most common things to occur. And if you're a quad and you're stuck in bed, there's no way you're yeah. getting up in time, dude. Like, let me tell you. Um, like that's like something my dad has always scared me. He's like, oh gosh, what if that like started on fire or something? Because usually you have to have it plugged into an outlet. And I'm like, all right, all right, stop scaring me with these nightmare yeah, scenarios. I, I, I agree with that. I, sleeping with them, I don't think is a good idea. Uh, so, I just have seventy blankets on my bed. Um, when I say seventy, I mean I only have seven, but that's still a lot. Yeah. People look at my bed and be like, dude, why do you have so many freaking blankets? Uh, because I use them. I got my tiny blanket for when I'm kind of like, I just have my shirt off. I've got a little chill. I want to wrap up my shoulders and my head. You know, I got my big heavy blankets for when I'm freezing cold and I got to hop into bed and bury myself and, you know, like warm up quick, like, or, you know, cold winter nights. Like I have different blankets, ones that are a little bit more breathable, ones that, you know, are a little bit heavier and stuff. So I have a lot of variety to make myself comfortable in, you know, whatever kind of environment. If I get really cold, um, it's it's hard. I get really tight. There's nothing like, that warms so, you up. Yeah, there's nothing um, that warms you up. And you just got to weather the storm. The best thing you can do is wrap up in lots of layers get a couple of blankets wrapped around you. The other best thing you can do, I mean, it sounds kind of silly, um, but put, snuggle with someone, put your body against another human being's body. There's no better way to warm up than a heat transfer between like body heat exchange. So if you have a family member or, you know, partner or someone, um, have, just have them spoon you. And um, <laughs> that will um, heat you up real quick if you're struggling. Now, yeah, maybe not well, so appropriate for a caregiver or something to do that, but, you know, um, <laughs> fine. Unless you're out, like, you know, in the snow and you're, like, going to die or something, then, uh, you know, all, by all, do do everything you can. But, <laughs> but I was going to say, for me, so what I do, I can't do a ton of blankets like that, Tom. I... I know you got to make it bed, man. I can't even I, believe it when I see it. Bro. I get too racked up in it. Like I need, I'm trying, I'm like turning myself. And if I can't like navigate my legs through the blanket, I just end up knotted up in a bunch, like in the sheet and blanket with my legs, like from the spasms. It's it just, it's a mess. Um, so, but I have a portable heater, which actually may, um, uh, who put that in there? Peter Mason. Um, Oh yeah, Mason, yeah. Put the, he uses a room heater. So that's what I have. And I have it plugged into a smart plug. So I can tell Alexa to turn it on or I can tell um, the, uh, I can just get my phone like and turn it on on the app real quick. Oh, my Amazon, Alexa's listening to me. Oops. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I shouldn't have said her name. Um, so, but anyways, that's what exactly I, I can like tell, you know, like I can tell it. And that's what I do. And then I can keep the temperature regulated. Alexa, stop. Music. Sorry. <laughs> it started playing music. I have no idea what I was doing on there. But anyways, it's uh, that, that's what I'll do at night. And that's how I keep my... Because like, like you, we said earlier, you know, we're usually typically more comfortable at a warmer temperature than everybody else. So I keep my room regulated myself and that way the rest of the house doesn't have to like, you know, they don't have to suffer and be warm through the night if they're not like, well, so I, that's I, my stuff. Exactly. And like you were saying earlier, when you, when, as a quad, when I get cold, it takes so long to warm up. And, um, yes. I think that earlier in the chapter, hip crip had said something about legs getting cold and then making recipe cold and that's what it is for me at my knees and my feet especially and i mean in the winter here it's it's like zero fahrenheit most days or colder like we get oh my god minus 22 nope. fahrenheit nope. Like we get minus 40 fahrenheit which is oh the my same fahrenheit oh. in celsius I mean, a day like that your tires go square and you just even in the house you sit by a window and you're cold so yeah, it's a fireplace in a wheat bag, like, all the time. I got I can't two or three wheat bags circulating through the microwave, because when one cools off, you want to grab the other one right away. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny, man. Caitlin, like, my girlfriend, Caitlin, same thing. She has two heat pillows, and she'll cycle them. Like, she'll use one, put the other one in the microwave, get it ready to go. Like, just trade them out. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I, 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 I can survive your winters, Paul. I don't know if I can survive those. <laughs> but the proper clothing is is crucial too, and that's one thing I struggle with because I don't want to be wearing big boots and hauling like transferring with all in your that around and stuff. So, I mean, I wear running shoes all year round, so it's like zipping in and out of places as fast as you can, and then you yeah. come home and you like shiver and then you come up beside the fireplace. And, got the heat bag on and you sit there for a half an hour or an hour to you finally fall out a little bit and then it's it's just, no matter you know it's funny you guys said something about when you lay down you get hotter and like i can be you know i can get i can be warm like have a heater next to me everything's great warming up you know nice and warm had a lot of you know a sweatshirt on okay okay i get in bed and bam, I am cold for like two hours. I'm like, I'm moving my head around inside that blanket. Just, I got the, blan- <laughs> I, and now I sleep with a blanket, like almost like a scarf or even a hoodie. I, I sleep with a hoodie sometimes. And I, I just cannot warm up for like, I don't know, for hours. And I'll just be, you know, my wife's like, will you settle down? And I'm like, sorry, I'm just super, super cold. I don't, it, She's like, it's warm in the house. I don't know what you're talking about. I do that too, um, Bobby, where like I'm like under the blankets, like moving around, like thinking like the friction and like the motion will like help me heat up. And I'm also throwing like just like shake for a second, dude, like just trying to like shake my body like warm. I'm thinking like I'll just shake myself warm. And I mean, I'll be sitting there shivering. But the thing that I hate about the cold is – it makes me so tight. Like I will clench my jaw 
my teeth would yeah. be sore from like squeezing my shoulders and my neck and my hands and my wrists and everything is just like tight like it's in as close as possible and when i finally like do you know thaw out from being an ice cube i feel like sore like my hands hurt like my yeah. jaw will hurt i'll be like oh that was so because you're gross. clinching you're like physically yeah. that's one of the things that i hate about the cold when i start to get cold my neck, I, I, you'll see my yeah. shoulders raise up, you know, and I'm like, I'm like trying to keep my shoulders by my ears, like trying to keep my whole neck and head warm. Like I'm doing like this and over my ears, just like you guys, I put it over my head, trying to like warm, like anything I can to do, like, like, but, yeah, um, why well, started to like, like last 10 years, yeah. if I get really cold, I I'll start move my body. I'll start doing jumping jacks. Like I'll start like punching the air. Like I'll just start moving. It helps. And like, I'll really like, I will try to do that for like 10 minutes, especially if I know I have to go out into the cold and I'm starting off cold. I'll like give my body a little like warm up pre-workout to like, um, get myself ready. No, it well, works. Just like, go ahead. And, and you know what I do? Another, a little advice. First, I want to say Mason, thanks. For that super chat yeah thank you Mason. yeah mason but, really appreciate and, it man you're awesome so these are you know water bottles like canteens that you can so every day even even today 80 percent hot water 20 percent cold water and that's what i sip on all day all right so here we go so it's just i, I have to sip on hot water all day I thought that was just me that did that. I didn't tell anybody that's what I put in my water bottle. <laughs> I'm I'm I drink hot water all day. It yeah, just makes it's better on my stomach. It's warm in there, right? You so drink like, hot yeah. water. Huh? Like tea or just hot water? Hot water. Just hot water. Hot water. Wow. Yes, yeah, I can't do that. Well, I, so I, if it's cold, I don't like cold water. I like like it's like room temperature water. But I don't really typically like warm water. It and in the summer, matter. if I'm hot, I love a cold drink of water. Like a nice cold water is so yeah. refreshing. That's the only time I'll drink cold water is if I'm super hot. And that's it. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how cold I am. Like if I don't have cold water at night, like when I'm laying down, like, mm, mm, mm. like I need <laughs> oh. some cold water. <laughs> I can't do that. I've never, I've never liked cold water unless I'm super, super hot. Trippy, but it's true. But similarly, similarly, that's one of the things to do when you are cold. Just like um, when you're um, hot, you know, the ice chips, the cold water, put cold fluids inside your body. If you are um, cold, uh, take a shot of Fireball whiskey, baby. I'm just kidding. Huh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That'll warm you up. I do notice I drink more. I do notice I drink more hot toddies in the winter time because I was gonna say make a hot toddy, you know, a little like apple uh, apple juice and a little rum, you know, in there, a little cinnamon stick, you're good to go. A little hot apple cider, or you know, an Irish coffee um, with a little Bailey's. Uh, There you go. But on the real, a hot cup of coffee, a hot cup of tea, um, you know, Um, put something warm in your body. Uh, Yeah. Chicken noodle soup, just 
sip on chicken broth, it, it really will help you warm up. The nice thing about like a hot cup of coffee or hot cup of tea is, you know, you can sit there if you can bear like the, um, you know, mug that it's in. If it's not too hot for you, you can hold that hot cup in your hands and keep yeah. it right by your face oh. and warm, you know, and you warm put it yourself. On, yeah, you put yeah. it on your face. Exactly. Oh. And then, you know, spill it on your body and burn yourself. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't do hey, that part of it. Okay. I have another question on that note. Do, do you guys have in quad hands? Do your like in the winter? Do your hands get extra cold, like to where they almost feel like, like ice cold? Them like you gotta warm them up. Like, they that just feel icy. <laughs> like my legs and my feet will be purple. Like, okay, so that's, same, yeah. like that's how. So yeah. like Paul and I, Paul always laughs at me, and I wear shorts. You know, three hundred sixty-five days out of the year, even Pants. if it's cold outside, I will not wear pants, and because I just kind of notice. If I do wear uh, pants or those long socks or some warm socks and, you know, taking off my pants, it's just same, same temperature. They're just ice cold. The only thing is I just didn't notice it quicker. And so then when I do lay down, it's that two hours, three hours of just leaning like, oh, just warm up, get the sheets, friction, you know, it's just whatever yeah. I can to friction. warm up. <laughs> it's so funny when you do that, Bobby. Like I relate to that little motion so much. That's exactly what you I do. You just lay it on your chest. So, put your head over your covers. Lay it on your chest, and it just radiates. The heat just. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's the other best thing to do is just create a little fort. Um, yeah, that's you know, pretty much what I do. body heat. Um, yeah. It's like the. My wife's of, it's the it also movie. helps me to be more curled up, like. I'll try to get on my side and curl my legs so I'm in the tight little ball. Oh, yeah. And then I got my hands like either up here or like in my, like somewhere around my neck or head to like keep and tight to my body, keeping everything, everything tight and warm. Little fetal position. And I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I'm laying there and my wife goes, if you're not watching TV, turn off the TV. I'm like, well, I'm not watching. I'm just listening because I can't watch it right now because I have to have the covers over my head. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, for, this quads, for man, me, <laughs> when I'm overheating, I feel sick, and there's nothing I can do to control the feeling. But when I'm cold, I found like there's a mental aspect of it for me too. Like if my body's shivering and stuff, and I'm feeling really cold, like I can like calm my body down and like you know relax myself and try to like control my body and you know like gain some control over myself. Um, and endure it a little bit better. And I don't know if that's just like from suffering through it so much when I was younger, um, but I can unbearably handle the cold, um, especially if I know I can get some, you know, couple layers on, bundle up, and I know that the uh, warm is coming. But if I'm hot, it's just, it's so, it's so much scarier. Like it feels like the stakes are a lot higher for me um, when I'm hot because I just lose control. Like I lose control of, of my faculties like i can't communicate effectively like i can't even communicate when i need like i don't know that the cold is coming you know like i'm afraid i'm gonna pass out and never feel cold again you know um so i really am a lot more careful with the heat um just because that's been my experience uh, i don't know if that's similar for you guys and you definitely want to be mindful with the cold as well because hypothermia is you know no joke um you it can it can you know damage your body just as much as the heat can, um, but I don't know. I've always found it so much so much easier to control the cold than the hot. I'm yeah, Tom. I'm the I'm opposite. Yeah, 
I mean, I've, I find myself in the winter times. I'm like, what can I do to go do an errand so I can turn on the heater in my car full blast and sit there <laughs> or even times I get home and my wife's like, are you coming in? And I'm like, no, it's, it's no. warm in here. And, yeah. or she'll see my face. Uh, when I used to come home from work at being at work all day and you just can't warm up and then I'm, I ride, you know, it took, takes me 40 minutes. I got the heater on full blast and my face is just red. And she's just like, Oh my gosh, your face is so red. I'm like, just cold. I'm miserable. I'm, I'm just miserable. I can't concentrate in the cold. I can't do, I can't function. And that, in the, when I'm overheated, at least I know I can get some cold water and that lasts a half an hour. And then I'm like, okay, but cold, yeah, it just yeah. seems like nothing can warm me up. Nothing. And the cold is like you were saying, Sean, it's the stiff neck. And yeah. I just get, I get so sore. I get so sore and so full of pain in the cold. And then I've got kind of a hypersensation thing. I got one side of my body's kind of messed up a little different than the other side. So as soon as it, when it's really, really cold out, that cold air hits my body and it actually hurts. Like if it hits my, it's on my left side, if it hits my left leg or the left side of my body, it, it hurts. It feels like pins and needles. That's uh, nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's up there. There's no way you would have, you could, you couldn't even, I mean, even if you didn't leave the house, like, I feel like, you know, <laughs> uh, but that, yeah, that's crazy. But I'm the same. Uh, I think I'm more on your guys' uh, side than on Tom's because for me, once I get cold and like, if I start to get really cold and it like hits me, like it's kind of like gets into your neck and the where you just like all you, all I can think about is the pain and the cold and just like, I can't get away from it. Um, it's it's for me that's harder to warm up than the um than the the heat is to cool down for the heat yeah i'll just spray the crap out of myself like douse myself but i do have an overheating story last summer i actually tried to drive to san luis obispo um without air conditioning as my air conditioning was out um and i was by myself going to meet somebody there and it ended up taking me eight and a half hours because I had to stop for almost three hours in Thousand Oaks because I was overheating so bad in the car already. And it was because the sun was beating on my arm on the side of my body. And I didn't I didn't think about that until it was too late. With the sun hitting me, it just overheated me extremely. And like I literally just had to sit. I went through a six-pack of Arrowhead water bottles, my entire spray bottle, because like I was refilling the spray bottle with the other bottles and pouring them on myself. But with no AC, I had to open the entire van up. I had all my doors open, the rear hatch open, all the windows, side doors open. And I was just cut, like, it, it was crazy. Um, that was one of the worst overheat ones. And being by myself was really scary, like, Tom, like, like that that was the scariest probably overheat thing I think I've maybe dealt with. Um, Sean, just because I was by myself me, and so far from people, so. <laughs> tell me, uh Tell me you were going up there to do this with no air conditioning for a girl. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I, I was me. Yeah, somebody that I, a friend that I, well, somebody we reconnected from high school and we're talking, but she lived in the Bay Area and we kind of like dated and talked for a few months during this COVID and tried to make long distance work, but it was just hard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, it, it, it was for girl. that. It was, it was, it was to meet somebody. Yeah. So I drove. And at least she was very understanding, like that it took me almost nine hours to get there and I was dead by the time I got there. Like she was like, just like, 
fine with just helping me cool down and get like taken care of like like i just wanted to lay down and be like i like i was like tom like i could barely speak think like it was crazy it's so funny i this sounds bad but like i like probably couldn't even count how many times I've showed up to Caitlin's, like, you know, for like I hop on the bus, I'm cruising over there at an inopportune time when it's like way too hot and I show up and I can't even talk. Like she's got like a cold cup of water with like full ice, like ready to go to like throw on me or something. Uh, but yo, that's just life, you know? Um, you do what you gotta do. Um, you try to prepare for it. Otherwise, you know, you deal with it the best you can. Um, but there have been several times where I've been out and about on my adventures and like I had to stop, find a 7-Eleven or find a convenience store, like, or, you know, like a grocery store or something I could go into with like a freezer section and I would go and open one of those doors with like the yeah. drinks and the cold stuff. And I would just sit there until an employee came and told me that I had to move or close it. And then I would explain the situation and see if they'd be friendly. Otherwise I'd, you know, move to another aisle or like, just like try to find a cold spot. But man, oh man, there have been a couple of times when I've been out and about and like I had to change my plans or show up super late because I had to just like cool off on the way. Well, and, Tom, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure your heat stories and our cold stories. And I think you would be sucked in with us if you were living, you know, in my area, because I know where you live and that is not a pretty, that, that area is just hot eight, eight months out of the year. And it, yeah, it's no, just not you're, a fun hot. And you're not driving. And so, no. like I said, yeah. I'll get my car for the heater. I also get in my car for my air conditioning. You know, what I've can I do to get some air conditioning? You know, yeah. to have that. And and it's so much easier to regulate your temp. But when you're doing public transportation, you're going from the bus stop a half an hour, a mile, half a mile to Caitlin's or, you know, anything for the girls. You know, you're like. They're not oh, that cool in those buses. Oh. Yeah. And. You, you know, it, it would be harder for the heat, and I can see why you are the opposite than most of us, and yeah. or all of us in this room. You know, I think you would be right with us if you were living in, you know, Canada, because there's always something to do up there. And uh, you know, I had to get that in, Paul. Uh, um, it's an inside joke, Instagram inside joke. And uh, but if you lived in a more temp area, you would you would, you know, probably be right with us. Well, I, and, get, uh, I got a friend who's a quad. He's the same level as all of us. Um, and he's his thermostat is the opposite. He is always hot. In the middle of winter, when we're all wearing parkas and freezing, he'll go sit outside in a t-shirt. And he's, he's just always hot. Like he, he runs hot. And it, I don't know, you he's know. just exact opposite. You know what? I actually have something that I don't know exactly. So I think smoking the cannabis using like we do, that actually affects my body temperature and keeps me cooler. I think I actually would run hot if I didn't because I went to a Boise for a tournament a few years ago um, and it was during the winter. It was really cold the whole time and I didn't I wasn't able to bring or what I brought to smoke didn't work. And so I basically wasn't smoking the whole weekend. I wasn't, which also in turn made me not sleep. So I wasn't sleeping. I had crazy spasms all weekend. But you know what? I had like, 
I played really good at rugby. I was re really strong, but I was overheating to the point where I was sitting outside of the gym in my sleeveless jersey in the hail. Like I was literally getting hit by pieces of hail. It was like 15 degrees outside and I was sitting out there just like, ah, oh, trying to eat hail. Like, cause I was so hot from playing rugby and like just not, and even when I'd be back at the hotel, like I was cranking the AC. That was back in the day with our friend Martin who passed away, um, rest in oh. peace, I, one of the awesome dude. But he used to keep it cool in our room. I used to room with him all the time. Like, and like, he was like, dude, I can't handle how cold this is. <laughs> and like, cause he, we would all, I would always be the one that's like, no, turn the heat up, dude, turn the heat up. And then like that one weekend, I he was like, we need to turn the heat up. Like, so <sighs> cannabis really somehow, the, and spasticity I think overall is what affects my heat. Uh, um, well, yeah, you're not wrong in a sense where like cannabis is a, a vasodilator. Um, and when um, you are overheat, when you're overheating, um, that's what your blood vessels do in order to um, help move blood faster through your body. And uh, in conjunction with like the condensation effect of sweating to help cool you down. Um, so you're not wrong in the sense that maybe cannabis is um, doing something in a similar vein with like the vasodilation that occurs. Um, but to be honest, I haven't found that cannabis helps me regulate my temperature in any sense other than it controls my spasticity, which if my muscle spasms are really bad and my legs are constantly spasming, that can make me overheat. Um, so it can definitely help me in that regard. Um, you know, and that may have been what was going on with you, dude, your spasm is so bad. Your body's just yeah. kind of uncomfortable. And, you know, I mean, we do use it in a medication sense to treat those symptoms and, you know, treat that mild body discomfort that a lot of us feel very regularly, um, which can, you know, in turn trigger overheating, you know, mild dysreflexia, stuff like that. And usually yeah. that's my biggest overheating factor is like, I, I'm like getting it right now. Like mild, like some mild dysreflexia, uh, but as soon as I cath um, after the show, I'll get like a wave of heat. Like I'll have to take my shirt off, sit from my AC for a few minutes, drink a cold water bottle because the come down from the dysreflexia. I don't know something like it just makes me really flush and really hot. I know that feeling. I, I kind of get that feeling too from the AD. Yeah. Um, and you know, yeah, I think um, Bobby is like right in a sense, like. The reason I don't have an extreme aversion of cold is I haven't lived in a cold environment in a hot minute. I think if I was coming straight from NorCal, I would have very different experience and very different stories about temperature. Whereas like all my stories for the past eight years have been heat stories because it doesn't really ever get cold here in the valley. Um, but that's part of why I love Southern California. And I think it's like such an amazing destination for quadriplegics in general is because Bobby said it eight months out of the year, you can rock a t-shirt and shorts and be super comfortable, um, which is my ideal environment. Let me tell you, because if I got to wear jeans or, you know, like baggy pants and stuff, I'm not a happy person. Um, I don't even like sweats. Uh, <laughs> uh, like I'm, uh, I'm living the shorts. I'm living the shorts life with Bobby. Every day of the year, I'm wearing shorts. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm with it. I went years I, without wearing pants, but I just finally like modified some pants so that I can use my same leg bag on my thigh and empty it. So now when it gets cold, I am wearing pants on occasion. I'm trying to keep my legs warm. Uh, <laughs> Bobby's not about it, though. <laughs> uh, you know, the uh, best, my best time uh, was during the pandemic for you know, being off or working from home for a year and I did not put on pants one time. Like 
you know, there's even like I've been to Colorado and they had a a blizzard come through, and I was at Craig Hospital doing a checkup, and the blizzard just came through, and I have these pictures of my wife and I building a snowman outside our room. I got my shorts on, and everyone's like, "What the <laughs> heck?" You know, like. <laughs> You know, like, wow. no, yeah. funny. you know, but then we went up to see her, you know, up in, you know, higher in the mountains, which is a lot colder. And then, you know, I'm like, okay, we are going to go hang out on the deck because it was a nice day, but there's snow on the ground. And I'm like, maybe it's a good day to wear pants. Okay. I might wear pants. So I, you know, obviously that's the only kind of day I'll wear pants if we're going to hang out or I, I, you know, I'm a big Denver Bronco fan. So been to the games and there's nothing that can keep me warm, you know, but I will get bundled up. And it's funny looking down at some of the trainers and coaches on the field, they're wearing shorts. And I'm like, okay, you know, I mean, I wish I could do that, but I know it's just too cold out there. The only real thing that'll get me to wear pants nowadays, sometimes I'll rock some sweats if I am just staying home all day and like I'm all my um, shorts are, you know, in the laundry or something. Um, I'll put on some sweats, but really the only thing, and I have some nice big baggy sweats that are comfy and like easy to put on, but the only real thing that would get me to put on uh, pants is like formal wear. Like if I have to, you know, suit up or, you know, like dress fancy for something and shorts would be against propriety. But other than that, um, I, I'll be living that shorts life and not just any shorts. I mean, I have, I've even switched from like my Dickies and like, you know, my kind of like, kind of like, uh, cargo pants style material like that like harder stiffer material like i wear almost strictly athletic shorts nowadays like stretchy comfy athletic shorts i found some good brands on amazon that like look decent like you know being out and about um you know they don't look like basketball workout shorts but they're stretchy and they're comfy i went from being like i learned how to dress myself in the last like couple years and i can dress myself with these shorts like super easy and like, there's lots of benefits um, and reasons I do it outside of like, you know, convenience and temperature. Um, but yeah, all about that shorts life. Oh. Shorts are awesome. Shorts are awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love the stretchy material too. That's like a whole other show talking about types of. Clothing. Oh yeah. See, That's I have trouble I with those type of shorts. Like, they bunch up on me too much every yeah. time I transfer. I feel like I end up with them just all the way up my ass. Like, <laughs> just like, I can't, where are they going? Uh, well, me, me too. Uh, every time I transfer, like, I'm all bunched up. But, like, the thing why I don't wear shorts or, or I don't wear pants is the way that I adjust my clothes is I'll reach um, inside my short pants leg and have one hand on the inside and one hand on the outside. And like, I can adjust them and, you know, pull out that like groin area that gets really bunched. But with pants, I can't do that independently. I mean, I can, but it's a lot, it's struggle. It's like a real chore. If I transfer, I can confidently transfer anywhere knowing that the stretchy shorts with an elastic waistband will stay up. I don't know how you transfer in those dickies, man, because whenever I do that, like they yeah. those fall off my ass. Like I will end up with shorts around my ankles, dude. So no baggy. joke. Yeah, so oh, baggy, like I lift yeah. my butt up, they slide down. If I don't have that elastic waistband oh. that like, you know, hugs my hips, oh, because I got some skinny girl hips, I guess. Like they just slip right off me. Next thing I know, I'm in just in my boxer shorts. Like, uh oh, that's not so appropriate. Uh, 
Uh, and that's the problem with me. I can't get any slipping because I don't have the boxers under there as protection. If I if I come down, I'm just out in the world. So <laughs> there's a moon out tonight. Hey, you know uh, some people. I gotta I was, wear, I gotta wear uh, a belt. Bobby bugs me about that all the time, but I gotta wear a belt to keep my pants on when I transfer. They everything's not all hanging out there. So that's what, yeah. when I did start doing the pants pants, I actually have a pair of jeans that I'll wear occasionally, but I don't like it because those are the ones, I can't keep those on my butt, like not even close. Like I have like yeah. full butt hanging out every time. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, dude. Like, uh, no, but the dickies, yeah, be, I'm good with. It used to be a real problem. If I button, see the problem with like my regular style shorts, not the athletic ones, I don't like to button them um, because it's like just, tight pressing against my quad belly all day and like i'm sitting down like there's no reason to like i'll zip it but i usually won't fasten the button because that button's just extra pressure and i'm really hypersensitive right there at my waistline so it's like usually you know i just pull my shirt down cover it up um but if i button it then i'm okay i can transfer the shorts all day long because like they're tight like they stay on my hips um but the way that i wear them it's kind of a struggle um but the other thing that i want to mention which is oh funny gosh. i don't know if bobby faces this is like i get parachute pants like i'll be rolling and my chair goes seven and a half miles per hour and my short legs will like fill up with air and like <laughs> you can see up my you know up my pant leg like i'll be driving against traffic and my shorts are just like fill up like a parachute and like i'll just get like looky loose like whoa did i just see Tom, tom's causing accidents out here freaking people are what i'll be like giving no, free shows out to everybody and be like damn oh i gotta be careful no Tom, like, I, I, will... I do not have that problem <laughs> do not have that problem you want to know why i'm not though? a big parachute fan <laughs> Um, I mean, I got my boxers on. I'm not like flashing people on the street or anything. Um, and I usually keep it under control. But the reason I have it is I am tilted in my chair um, a little oh. bit. So I'm camber back just enough. And I roll at like seven and a half miles per hour in my power chair. And in yeah, this windy, you know, like hills, like I'll be like, I'll be going. And that wind will just catch. It'll be like parachute pants. I'm like, I got to tuck them like under my legs pretty good. Otherwise, that's something that can happen. It's pretty funny. And it doesn't matter if it's stretchy athletic shorts or my regular ones. It happens all the time. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious, man. But uh, simple uh, fixes, you know, I tuck my um, shorts. So I'll just toss my, I have a lanyard all hanging over my knee or something. And keep my shorts down. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, you go. it's too funny. Tips. I... I just looked at the time. I I figured we were getting close to 4.30. I'm like, it's probably... Yeah, we, we went well heck? over, so we can definitely try to wrap up here in a second. Um, uh, this is one of those easier topics to talk about because we all deal with it every day in our life, like, I mean, all year, so... And, and this is... That is, you know, it, it is an everyday topic. I mean, no matter if it's hot or it's cold, the fan is on or the breeze is going or it's raining weather and temp is just you know it's it's the number one thing that you just do not look forward to in your day you know there's some things we have to protect you know we have to drink a lot of water for our bladders we have to check our skin you know those are maintenance you know and make sure it's something we're doing but it's something about keeping that body at just the ideal you know whatever you're you know, making sure that it's at 80 degrees at all times, you know, that 
It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's just at that right temp, you know, it's and, and some people are like, you know, I, my sister who has to have the air conditioning on the fans going, you know, anything over 70, she's just like, Oh, Oh, yeah. oh you know, and she's, compl- I'm like, all right, all right, all right. We get you, you know, but for us, I mean, it is a complaint, but we just do it just by it, just uncomfortable. It's just like, we're not saying it's too hot or too cold. We're just like, we're hurting. We're hurting and it's not fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah uh, I feel that. We're always the odd person out usually yeah. in the group if we're with a bunch of able bodies, family and stuff. Communicating so, yeah. that to people I found is kind of difficult sometimes. My family understands well because they've seen me my whole life, but I've been out and about with people and they're like, what do you mean you're overheating? Like, what do you mean you're freezing? Like, they just don't seem to understand, like, you know, that my body just operates at a, you know, different, um, you know, like weather system, you know, thermostat that they got. Um, and that's a reality. And even amongst spinal cord injuries, every individual is different. And I say this on the show all yeah. the time. Um, and, you know, we talk about it all the time. And it's just how important it is to learn your body learn and understand how your body functions, Um, you know, really pay attention to how you feel in different environments and, you know, like what affects your temperature because it's going to be different than everybody else. Just like, you know, me, Bobby, Sean, Paul, you know, like are all different than each other. You're going to be different too. And it's up to you to understand how it all works and communicate that, you know, figure out how to find balance in your system. Um, But Paul, Mm -hmm. Um, we, I always like to kind of ask this question to help wrap up the show. Um, it could be advice on the topic that we've been talking about or just like general life advice for, you know, anybody out there, um, you know, living the spinal cord injured life. Uh, you got any advice or words of wisdom for anybody out there? Words of wisdom. Smarter than the three <laughs> people on set hanging around? I don't know. That's a tough one. <laughs> well, I think that if we kind of – thinking about the topic we're talking about the show is about in the temperature control thing. I mean, I think you, you said it, Tom, is you need to know your body and you need to um, be able to adapt and perhaps adapt quickly and be prepared. Uh, I think earlier in the show, we were talking about, you know, if it's, if it's hot out, make sure you prepare for that before you venture out to where you're going. If it's cold out, the same thing. Um, up here where I live, I got to be really careful because I've got, there's um, three people that I know that work quad, two quads and a para that actually froze to death because oh they get to wow. two of them. I, I mean, it's, it's sad. Um, and it was really unfortunate, yeah. but the two of them were, one guy was in his, um, in his porch area, like kind of an open air porch. And his dad found him there the next morning. And the other fellow was on his front step inches from his front door. And he was in a power chair and he got stuck in the snow and couldn't open the door and went to reach for it. And he fell out of his chair. And that's where they found him. So it's it's dangerous. It, uh, weather is dangerous. And, if, you know, whether it's hot or whether it's cold, make sure you're prepared. Be, and- be and be careful there. Uh, yeah, that's you said it. You can't stress the importance of this stuff enough. I had a similar experience. I have family in the Mojave Desert, and my great grandma lived like a quarter of a mile away from my grandparents' house. And I went down there. I was hanging out with her while she was baking pies and crocheting. And I wanted to head back home. 
and I was rolling down this quarter mile stretch of Sandy Road and I got stuck in 112 degree heat halfway in between. And yeah. I was overheating as I was rolling and then I was stuck. And my thought was that I'm gonna die right here like you know an eighth of a mile away from you know where my family is and i started yeah. to scream my freaking lungs off i screamed as loud as i could it's like you know i was trying to get anybody here and my dad heard me from the backyard of my grandpa's house and he came running and he helped like push me out of that sand and i mean literally like saved my life because in 20 30 minutes i like i could have been dead and yeah. like that's how real yeah, and serious this stuff is yeah but yeah, that's crazy, man. I mean, that's kind of a downer note to end the show on, but it, it yeah. is true. To be, you know, be prepared. Be smart. Um, yes. Buy a water bottle when spray bottles like Sean has. Those things look kick-ass, man. Like, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, be prepared. Is That's just probably the most important message, I think. If you're going out and you know it's going to be hot, you know it's going to be cold, just make sure you have something to like that's going to help. Um, yeah. And, and if you same, are caught you know, same with the winter, you know, I always keep in my car extra beanies, extra sweatshirts, uh, you know, whatever it takes to stay warm, as well as the winter, I kind of, I will put that cold water in my water bottle instead of the warm water, you know, just in case you never know. And um, whatever you need to keep cooled down, an extra water bottle. And, you know, am I going somewhere where I need a spray bottle or that towel? You know, just kind of look at what you got going on. Maybe, yeah. and if you drive, like, I know Tom's not driving, but if you have a car, maybe keep something like emergency in there because even if your AC works and everything's going fine, if the off chance that you break down or you get into a little fender bender, whatever the situation is, and you have to be out of the vehicle or it's not, you know, you can't have the AC running, it's good to have some sort of emergency something there. Uh, if and whatever, the upside uh, of that is in the cold. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a that's what we grew up keep, with is always having an emergency phone. kit and that keep your yeah, cell phone with you cell phone it, cell phone you gotta call 911 you gotta call 911 you know if you're overheating you know hy hypothermia um is as bad as you know hyperthermia and like they're both as dangerous you know if you gotta call 911 to get some help then that's what you gotta do and yeah. i mean nowadays with the speech like recognition stuff you can just talk to your phone you know, I can only imagine one of those guys, the guy that fell in the snow or out on the porch, if they had, you know, the ability to, you know, speak to their phone and have them dial 911 or something, um, you know, it would have saved their life. So make sure you're set up with the right kind of stuff to protect yourself. And, um, you know, this is very extreme kind of stuff that can become re real threatening real quick um, to your life yeah. and your safety. So, you know, when I we talk about this stuff, it sounds silly calling like 911 because you know you're overheating or because you're too cold but it's not silly if it's you know serious enough to hurt you you know you know like risk your life um and it's always just best to err on the side of caution because you know um it, it can be too late to where you can't <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. exactly all right yeah great advice guys uh, we don't want to end it on a downer but that is just the best like you really do have to be careful and like just be cautious be you know, aware of your situation. So, um, then uh, let's not yeah. end it on a down note. Let's, um, first of all, okay. thank our awesome guest, Paul, 
Thank you yes. so much. Uh, friend of the show, regular viewer. Uh, we really appreciate you. And um, you're sitting here talking about us, man. Uh, we appreciate your wisdom and, you know, your kindness and, you know, your personality and who you are and, you know, all the knowledge that you shared with us today. We got sound effects. Did you guys know that? We got the sound effects. I did. Paul, really appreciate you. I want to say thank you to all the viewers here. We got 15 people um, watching right now. Had a bunch of people in the chat. Just want to say um, thanks again to Mason for the awesome super chat, man. And make sure to smash that like button. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't. And um, yeah, if you think this video will be helpful to anybody else, share it around. Um, share with you know all your friends. Share with your people. You know you think of might um, benefit from hearing some of this stuff. Um, we really appreciate all the love. Yeah, thank you guys for sure. And uh, tune back on Thursday for Brianna's show. The Women's Disability Show will be live this Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific. So tune back. Tune back next week for us guys. Thank you all for watching. And uh, we'll be back. Lift roll, guys. <laughs>